We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I don't know if you guys know this. A guy who used to play here uh, way back in the day, LeBron James, and his team, the Lakers, in town tonight. Uh, the one time we see LeBron in Cleveland, so we got... That to get into, uh, there are plenty of shenanigans with the Cleveland Browns. we got to continue on the conversation about uh, Deshaun Watson, but we didn't really get into this yesterday, Dusty. The the Baker Mayfield story, we should find out uh, at 4 p.m., right around there, some, some point, right around there, uh, where or if Baker Mayfield was claimed on waivers by anybody. He is going to be claimed, it appears, according to Adam Schefter. Uh, the question is where... There's a lot of speculation that it could be the Los Angeles Rams, which makes a lot of sense. They need a quarterback right now, and they're they're not really in the mix for the playoffs this year. Um, I think any team that looks at Baker Mayfield from this point is looking at Baker more towards the future mm-hmm. and not just for this season to, to try and salvage something, which is why I don't think San Francisco is going to look at Baker Mayfield, even though some people feel like that would make some sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Baker Mayfield conversation is not one that most people want to have in this town because it's kind of like the Deshaun thing. Like uh, it's it's just become so divisive to talk about uh, Baker Mayfield. I do you feel any uh, leftover dislike or animosity towards Baker, Dusty? Do I know? Yeah, I like I I had somebody the other day ask me. I think it was Sean Hilgis say. Uh, hey, do, do you are you still a Baker, bro? And I was like, can you define that? Baker doesn't play for my team anymore. I, do I want Baker to fail? No. Do I hope he does well in the future? Well, yeah, I liked Baker. I like what Baker stood for. So if that's a Baker, bro, like that feels like the softest indictment. Do you realize how many guys in the NFL that I just hope do well? Like they're they're like guys who used to be uh you know backup linebackers for the Browns like in a year we might be talking about Sioni Taki Taki yeah there's a guy yeah I just hope he does well elsewhere I hope his career continues and he can be healthy and make more money that's where I am with Baker like I I don't get the <clears throat> I'm not mad at the guy I mean I I hope that he is able to turn his career around I hope he's able to have great success and you know, just not against the Cleveland Browns I don't but I just don't get the vitriol for him and I actually I want to give uh, Andy Baskin and Garrett Bush were on the morning show today, and I thought that, you know, the way they talked about Baker, I thought they did a great job. But like, I just have learned to speak in ab- uh, to learn to not speak in absolutes. Pretty much everybody, uh, yep, he'll never be that guy again. I don't know. 
I really don't know. Like, if you had said at any point, Dustin, oh, Geno Smith's going to get a chance to start in his NFL career and he's going to ball out at age of 33, I don't think anybody would have, you know, put that together. Ryan Tannehill and what he's done in Tennessee mm. after being kind of a mundane quarterback in Miami, I don't know with Baker. And I, the one part of me that was hoping for the, the good, I was actually hoping it was San Francisco because I think – if San Francisco really does rock going forward with Brock Purdy mm -hmm. and just Brock Purdy, I think that's a recipe for failure. That team is so good and so talented. I I love Josh Johnson. He's a great story. I I think you got to have a quarterback that can actually be better than Brock Purdy if the ass falls out of of Brock Purdy's playing over the next couple of weeks. And I, I'm just surprised that that Kyle Shanahan has not. Or maybe this is all a, a bluff. Maybe it's they're they're not gonna they're not gonna admit that they're maybe interested they're, in him. Maybe they're hoping that he passes through the waiver wire and they yes. just sign him to a, a minimum contract. Or that they fall to him in the waiver wire because I think San Francisco okay. is twenty fifth. And to me, like Baker's future is totally predicated on can you find a place that makes sense? Like Carolina was not a great situation for anybody. Right, the only way it was a great situation. It was it was a spot for him to start, mm -hmm. but they had a dodo head coach who didn't belong in the NFL with uh, a, a, an offensive coordinator who clearly didn't believe in Baker when he came out in the draft. And I got to be honest with you, after watching the film on Baker in Carolina, I don't think Ben McAdoo went out of his way to make Baker look good. He didn't do a lot of the things that Kevin Stefanski did in twenty twenty right. to help him. So to me, it is if you're Baker. I, I, I get the sense that he's really going to care about being a starter. I would just try and link up with a good head coach. That's why, again, San Francisco was like, perfect. You've got all this talent, zero expectations. You'd go in as a backup. And then if you play this year, dude rattles off two or three games in a row looking really good. Yeah, he'd get a better opportunity next year. I just think that it's going to be tough for him wherever he ends up this year to just come into a new system and pick it up right away in, in a couple of weeks That's fair. without dumbing it down completely to the point where it's it's going to be really tough for that team to have success. Now, listen, San Francisco is an extremely talented football team. Uh, they play the best complimentary football maybe in all of the NFL, and I think it would be a, a nice scenario for him. Like, had he been there the entire year, mm -hmm. I, I would say probably a great fit. I just don't know if, if you're Kyle Shanahan and you want to bring in Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's polarizing now. You got to remember that. You're not just getting a quarter. You're we get, we have to separate the player from the person and mm -hmm. and like try to. There's a lot that goes into Baker Mayfield, right? Yeah. I mean, he he is polarizing. Uh, he can be polarizing in a very positive way. He can be polarizing in a negative way to a locker room. Primarily depending on how he plays. Frankly, I think if Baker doesn't get claimed today. And Baker doesn't sign. And I'd be surprised. I'd be really surprised if Baker isn't on somebody's roster uh, by the end of this week. Because I don't think you ask to be released. I, I don't think you basically cost yourself $1.5 million if you don't know there's promise of something better out there. So I'd be really surprised if he isn't on a roster. But I think it's, I think it's really important he is. I, th I think it is incredibly important that he doesn't skip a beat. Because... Where he's in now is I think he's in where Cam was coming out of New England, 
where Cam Newton had is kind of viewed as this polarizing, huge personality. Not by the way, polarizing, not in a bad way. He's just a big, gregarious kid who's got a huge personality yeah. and in a locker room that can intimidate. If you've got a young quarterback, it's tough to bring that guy in because that personality might shine over the the young quarterback you had. Or if you've got a quarterback that's struggling, you don't want a guy that lights up a locker room and gets everybody on his side. Mm. You might not want that in there. I felt that way about Cam. Like I feel like if Cam – I feel like teams aren't going to go to Cam Newton if the only thing you have is a backup spot. And I feel like if Baker doesn't get, if Baker can't prove he can play the backup the rest of this year, I kind of wonder if he's going to be sitting on the sideline, much like Cam did with New England, waiting until July to get a job who at that point was a starting job. Look, Baker can do whatever he wants. I mean, the, the kid's got a bright future in front of him. Um, when, when you have the career that he's had uh, collegiately and, and the pros, I mean, the guy, he could walk into a broadcasting gig tomorrow he could probably be a backup in this league for another 10 years. Mm -hmm. The question he has to make is like where does he want to go? I mean does because like he could he could do exactly what Colt McCoy's done, play 13 years in the league mm -hmm. and make a bunch of money and you know whatever. I mean, maybe get an opportunity to start at some point again in his career like Geno Smith is in uh, Seattle, but I think that attitude thing is is something that may be holding him back or maybe teams are are looking at to say what does this guy think he is? If he's willing to come in and, and be whatever, mm -hmm. then I, I I would be open to to bringing him in. I mean, obviously not here in Cleveland, but I mean we we're good. We've got our quarterback. I'm saying a team that maybe is uh, looking for a quarterback or, or looking for an answer for the future. I think look, Los Angeles makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I, it makes sense because of McVeigh, and yeah. if if they want to, because obviously if they claim him, that means they just have him through the rest of this year. Uh, so it's not like he's guaranteed something in the future. But, yeah, if I was L.A., it, if, uh, more importantly, I'm Sean McVay and I've got Matt Stafford as my starter. Could you see the scenario where they bring him in? Maybe he doesn't even play this year. Maybe they let, uh, I think it's John Wolford, finish off the season, and then next year, Baker's the backup and kind of an insurance policy for Matt Stafford. That That makes a lot of sense. If the only places to me that it makes sense to play now are if he has a familiarity with the system or it's just a coach that's just like Kyle Shanahan to me is brilliant. If Baker never played a regular season game for the 49ers, but Brock Purdy got hurt in round one of the playoffs, I would imagine that six weeks in, Baker could go into San Francisco in that system with that coach and have success. You know, another one that I think makes sense, and I, I don't think this will happen because they already kind of have a Baker there. Mm-hmm. The Jets, like, if Baker is willing to be the backup, and you don't, you you you're one injury away from having to put Zach Wilson back out there, or you're one bad performance by Mike White from from potentially ruining your playoff standing. I could see him going there. And by the way, who's the offensive coordinator? Uh, it used to be Kyle Shanahan's left hand man or right hand man. That's the one. Uh, in uh, in San Francisco, one of the floors. La Fleurs. La Fleur. So I think that makes sense. You know where I would love to actually, if this, this situation does not exist, I would have loved to see Baker go down to Tampa, back up Tom for the rest of this year, if Bruce Arians was still the head coach, and him kind of be the bridge quarterback next year for Tampa. If, But without Arians, it doesn't work. I don't think Baker would fit with, with Bowles. 
Bowles is too old school. He seems to be uh, personality allergic. Arians, I think, could handle Baker Bowles, no problem. I just don't think he's a very good head coach. I think he's a really good defensive coordinator. I just don't think he's a great head coach. I don't think he gets it. I think I think that's probably fair. But yeah, Tampa Bay, if if that was still there, try to think where else. Um, where else would make a really good? You know, all right. I don't know. This will happen. And Cooper Rush played pretty well. Can you imagine the reaction if the Dallas Cowboys signed Baker Mayfield or or claimed Baker Mayfield? Uh, that that to me, that's just too much. Too much. Too much what? Personality. On a team that's got too much personality. You might be right. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. So we are waiting to see if Baker Mayfield is claimed, and if he isn't. Uh, where he might try to uh, to to rejuvenate his career, at least extend his career. You know, I think you're missing something today, Dusty. Uh, am I missing something on my top of your cabeza? Top, top of my head, Darren? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're going to Montana tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So I was, yeah, I'm going to Bozeman, Montana. We've got a little FCS playoff action in, uh, in Bozeman on Friday night. And I've never been to Montana. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like super pumped to go because I love going out west. Uh, love Wyoming, Colorado, Utah, all that. Like, I love it. Mm-hmm. But I've never been to Montana. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to Montana, and I'm thinking, your boy needs a cowboy hat. I agree. I I will no longer call you Dusty if you come back Wouldn't from Montana. Wouldn't it be Montana. a lot easier to call me Dusty with a cowboy hat on? Yes. I, as a matter of fact, because everybody, everybody laughs, oh, you, wh- oh, why you call him Dusty? Oh, why you call him Dusty? Everybody, Ken Carmen's talking about it. Other people on the station, listeners, because that's your nickname, by the way. It and is, I, yeah. And, uh, you know, that's what I would call you. They, they can't question Been that. Call that since I was born, basically. They can't question that if you come in the next time you're in studio with a cowboy hat on. Dude, I'm thinking... I'm thinking tomorrow when I get there. Well, I'm going to do the show with you when I get there. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking tomorrow night, like hitting up downtown Bozeman, trying to find a good cowboy hat shop Yeah, and, and finding something sweet. I think you got to put it on the social medias. I think you got to test it out. Well, yeah, no, just give them a and, couple and, options. And then maybe I go back with the mustache. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you right now, if you come back with a mustache and a cowboy hat, you thought you were popular before. Just wait. Just Man. wait. Oh, dude, I, I get a nice flannel, get a big belt buckle. Mm-hmm. Get a 10-gallon hat, bro. That's yeah. what you need. A 10-gallon hat? 10-gallon hat. What's that's, that mean? It's a cowboy hat. Yeah. It's, it, it, they it go hold, by gallons? No, it holds 10 gallons of water. Yeah. That's oh, really? A, that's how you know it's a, it's, it's the legit hat. Well, remember, Dusty- I don't want something that big. I was going to say, Dusty doesn't have a huge dome. No. I would look good in a 10-gallon hat because my head is 10 gallons. How about the Dumb and Dumber foam hat? <laughs> no, 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 no. I need something like sort of stylish that can go with almost everything. Like a, I would say a bowler, but like, you know, one of those like 1920s, like, I'm not explaining it very well. I think a top hat. Like an Indiana Jones hat? hat? Talking about. Oh my God. Yes. That's actually what I was talking about. Uh, Indiana Jones hat. You come back with a mustache and an Indiana Jones hat, and we're just going to put it on social media and this station's going through the roof. How much do these things cost, by the way? I wouldn't worry about the cost. It's more of a... No, like, I don't want to spend, like, 500 bucks on one of these things. I, listen, don't think of it as 500 bucks. Think of it an investment in yourself that costs 500 bucks. Indiana Jones uh, uh, style See, I, I is the fedora. I think that's more my style. Fedora, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, they've got all these different one. styles, No, right? you can't get that one. That's the Ken Carmen. 
That one you just well, showed, it'll, it'll, wasn't, be the, it'll be the Dustin Fox. Heartbeat of America. Well, wasn't that the Ken Carmen, his graduation photo, uh, old oh, Tex yeah, Carmen? I'm, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. The heartbeat of America. Yeah. <laughs> you got to try them on, though, and see what, oh, yeah. see what fits the you dome. see what plays. See what plays, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, this could be fun. I, I, I Dude, I'm kind of pumped about this. I've never seen the show Yellowstone, mm-hmm. which everyone just raves about with Kevin Costner. And that takes place in Montana, right? It's somewhere out somewhere there. Somewhere out there, right? It takes place, I believe, in Yellowstone. Okay, there you go. Oh, which, okay. That which makes, my, which that Montana might, has that, a little bit of that, that there. That makes some sense. Okay. <laughs> 216 <laughs> okay. 578 Not great with geography, Bob. Does Dustin Fox need a cowboy hat? Uh, we're going to start because we were also asking guys about uh, Baker Mayfield landing spots. Dan, welcome to the show. Uh, it's in part of four different states. Uh, oh, Dan. I gotta ask you. I know should, nothing about Yellowstone. Should Dustin Fox? That's apparent. Should Dustin that's Fox apparent. get a cowboy hat? Uh, absolutely. Yep. Uh, there right. it is. It's I'm settled. sold. It, you settled. One hundred and ten percent. And it's got to be a Tom Selleck style mustache. That's Ooh. a must. Ooh, that Ooh. would. T- you could do that. You did. You had that. <laughs> he had that when he was when he came back. Uh, what was? What did you have the mustache for? It was before college football season. You definitely had. that. I did it for the summertime uh, tournament golf tournament with my brother. Yeah. And you've never Yellowstone's been the same. in four states. Are we just yeah, gonna Google? No, I'm looking. I didn't know how big this damn park was. Dan, what's your, what's your Baker take? Um, I would honestly wouldn't be shocked to see Indianapolis take a claim on him because their MO recently seems to be find QBs that have had moderate success and see if they catch lightning in a bottle. Yeah, it, the only thing is, it, I would also say the same thing about Carolina if they hadn't just released him. Uh, Dan, do you think, do you think Baker will ever get back to 2020 form? Um, I think it's very dependent on the system that he's in. If he gets the right coach and the right system that plays to his strengths, I think he has a shot. Absolutely. I I think that is the correct answer. I, I really, I think too many people have been quick to say, Oh, he'll never be that again. He was only that once. I, I, if I'm Baker and I'm not, I'm Nick Wilson. But if I was Baker, I would be very, very choosy where I go next. Now, the the waiver thing and the latest report is the Rams have done a lot of due diligence into Baker, and they have the fourth best – sorry, they're fourth on the waiver claim uh, order. So they would get the, the first – or well, the fourth crack at him. I don't think the first three teams. It's like – Houston, Chicago, and I can't remember who's in front of them. Houston, Chicago, and one other team are in front of them, not likely to take Baker Mayfield. But if he doesn't get claimed, if I was Baker, I think he needs to get on a roster now. He needs, he really needs to run from this. Is he a backup? Can he be a backup? Does his personality allow him to be a backup? He needs to prove that ASAP. And then I think it's about, can you find the right coach? Like mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan, right coach. Sean McVay, potentially the right coach, right? You and you don't go to a defensive first coach, right? Don't go um, to somebody on the hot seat. He already had that with Matt Rule. If Baker gets his own choice, he really has to be intelligent because he could be out of the NFL in short order if he chooses poorly. If he does, in fact, get to choose where he goes next, where's the best fit? I would say it's San Francisco. And I'm I'm still. But that's not, just for five, that's just for six games, five games. I would be surprised if because I think that team if 
I think that team's going to the playoffs. No, I, I think they're I think, going to the playoffs. But my point is, he's if he goes there, it's not a long-term fit. It's just for this year. I think he only needs a brief exposure. If he looks good in Shanahan and McVay, uh, I would say McDaniel probably has this now. They're just certain offensive coaches that if you play well for them, your status changes. Mm -hmm. And I think, like... One, I don't know we can assume Brock Purdy is going to stay healthy for the rest of this regular season and the playoffs. If Baker were to go there, and let's say, again, he doesn't play a single down of the regular season, but Brock Purdy gets uh, gets banged up and Baker has to take over and Baker leads the 49ers to a playoff win or two, he'd be a starter again next year. That's how quick it things change in the NFL. If he goes to the wrong job and has problems getting along with the head coach, Baker might not be in the NFL next year. Let's go with uh, Jim. Welcome to the show. What do you think about uh, Cowboy Dusty Fox here? Hey, this is Tim. Hey, Tim. What's up, buddy? I think uh, Bester better get some cowboy boots, not just a hat. He'll get better use out of it. Yeah. yeah I love a, cowboy boots, too. That's a really good point. Maybe a vest, too, Jim. Or Tim, what do you think about that? He'll be taller. I'm not trying to be the sheriff. I think here. a short. I, I think a short cowboy hat, not like a big ten gallon. Okay, yeah, just a shorty. Yeah, short, short. Like uh, what do you Paul call? What do you, what do you call a, sh- a short cowboy hat? A short cowboy hat. Just called a I shorty. Just you know, just a normal cowboy hat. Normal. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think That's it's just I'm a thinking. cowboy hat. Just normal. Tim, Nothing too big. Tim, good stuff, buddy. We Thanks, appreciate Tim. it. I uh, listen. I grew up in Cuyahoga Falls. Can I get something decent for like 150 bucks? Sure. I have no I'm idea. not spending five hundred. I'm looking no at the, I'm, this site that I'm on now. Uh huh. I'm looking at the prices. It's uh-huh. outrageous. Okay. Do you want it to last? Do you want it to last? You got you're Mister Quality. Right? Don't spend thirty dollars on shoes. Hundred fifty dollar cowboy hat. I'm, I'm might guessing be that a hundred fifty dollar cowboy hat would still last. That's a good guess. And here's the thing. Put, put I'm going. On. I'm going to uh, Texas. I got I got two bowl games in Texas coming up too, mm-hmm. so I can get some use out of it. Yeah. That's why you got to pay the five hundred dollar one. You you buy Sarah's one. Sarah's texting me. You're not getting the five hundred dollar hat. <laughs> I mean, you can persuade her into it, right? She's got it. It's a value proposition. Well, give her a couple glasses of wine and get her own cowboy hat. That's that'd $500. be kind of cute, huh? Huh? There we go. Now we're cooking with fire, Christian. Welcome to the show, buddy. We got about thirty seconds. What you got for us? Okay, let me put it this way. Dustin Fox should absolutely get a cowboy hat because I'll tell you right now, my girlfriend, who is a very talented equestrian who rides horses, Mm -hmm. probably wishes I owned a cowboy hat. Mm. There you go. Well, how does that relate to me? (laughs) uh, uh, Solomon Wilcox. (laughs) (laughs) And the Believe in Bengals podcast. And why doesn't he get a cowboy hat if his girlfriend wishes he had a cowboy hat? Maybe he's thinking, uh, you know, I don't know. I I don't know. I was was trying to follow, but I appreciate the the optimism there. And also, Christian, get a cowboy hat. Just get one. Yeah, if it helps you with your lady. Solomon Wilcots, uh, host of the opening drive on Sirius XM NFL Radio and Believe in Bengals podcast, joins us now on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Solomon, welcome to the show. Well, guys, hey, great to be on with you. Nick and Dustin, greatly appreciate you having me. Well, we're happy to have you. Now, uh, you you weren't privy to this, Solomon, but my co-host will be going out to Montana as part of his his uh, play-by-play, or sorry, analyst duties 
tomorrow, and we're asking the question whether he should get a cowboy hat or not when he's out in Montana. We'd like you to weigh in, please. It sounds like a simple question should solicit a simple answer. But I'm, I'm a, I'm a, you got to see a guy's head, the dimensions. Does he have a long nuance man? Or is it, I mean, there are other, there are other dynamics. There are other metrics. Um, some guys look good in a cowboy hat. Some don't. I would right. suggest that because of geography, you should, but not if it makes you look like you don't belong. Right. So right. it's not a simple answer. At least not for me. It is. Does Solomon Wilcott's own a cowboy hat? No, I do not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, all right. So, if you went to Montana, would you would you at least try one on? I would try one on. Okay. And I see how if I yeah, look cool see how it looks on it, the dome, right? If I look cool in it, um, I'm sporting it. But if I don't, I'm not. I'm not going to do it just on geography. Like I've been to Paris multiple times. And congrats you know on all your success. Wear, <laughs> you know how you would pay. It wasn't for me. No. I can't pull that off. Some can, some can't. You don't fool yourself. That's what you don't do. We might be fooling ourselves, Solomon, here in Cleveland. The Browns five and seven. We're trying to sell ourselves on a, on a playoff run here, uh, and yet the Bengals stand in the way here. Uh, how how much? How hmm, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. How convinced are people in Cincinnati that this game's going to be different than the way Monday Night Football went for the Browns and Bengals a couple weeks back? We don't – I hate to say it. Now, listen, Bengals have lost, what, five in a row um, to the team. Um, the last time the two teams played, Nick Chubb, the day they drafted him, I was more static about that draft pick than – um, than I was about the Baker Mayfield because I knew it then. He's a special player. And I do believe because the Cleveland Browns, where they are really um, above the norm, I think offensive line, defensive line, and the running back. You're, you're, you'd be surprised. You rank in the top five across all of our metrics at PFF in those areas. And I think the window's closing where I'm like, Cleveland Browns should have been able to feast upon having one of the best offensive lines or one of the best defensive lines in football and the best running back. By the time you get good everywhere else, you kind of hope that those areas are still good. But I still think you hold the advantage. Now, it doesn't mean you're necessarily going to win, but I think if you're a Cleveland Brown fan, you should feel pretty good about it. When you when you look at you know the the uh, the way Deshaun played in this this game this past weekend. I'm I'm kind of giving him a pass, Solomon. I, you, look, you played, I played, and we know how difficult it is, you know, to come in in the middle of the season. Guy hadn't played in 700 days, and to just pick up where you left off is is really tough. And the speed of the game, not not really even having a preseason, just going right into a regular season game. I'm looking at it thinking, you know, I expected him him to look rusty. Maybe I didn't expect him to look that bad, but but I I, I do think he's in a difficult spot. First of all, I, I, I can tell you right now, I had looked it up about four weeks ago when he first came back into the building. I started doing the math, and I saw it was 700 days um, between the last time he played, the next time he'll play. And then I did the other math, and oh, that's 30 days shy of two years. Now, for those of us who played, 
And I try to talk to people. I can't tell you how many people I heard. Well, he is Deshaun Watson, and it is the Houston Texans, and he has been practicing. He's gotten the playbook. He's been in training camp. I'm like, ah. This game is played with intensity, played at a much higher velocity and speed. There are synopses, things that have to fire so quickly that you can't imagine. Now, you, Dustin, I know you understand it. But the point is that there's a reason why we – you only get better by playing, not by watching, not by practicing, not by looking. Only get better by playing. So that's why they wanted to get him back for at least six to eight games. Because this season, I can tell you right now, if they were to be honest and transparent with you, this season's a wash. Let's see how we can get him polished up before we get to the offseason. Solomon Wilcott, host of the opening drive on Sirius XM NFL Radio and Believe in Bengals podcast on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, since Monday Night Football, the Bengals have gone from 4-4 four and four to 8-4. and four. They are tied for first place in the AFC North. How have they done it? Well, they've done it because they have a really good roster. Um, they've got depth at the wide receiver position. They've done it without Jamar Chase, mostly. They've done it without Joe Mixon. Samaje P. Ryan, you go back and check this college. I mean, he was a Nick Chubb-type runner. This guy had a game where he had over 400 yards rushing. You know, one week after guy up in Wisconsin set this single, you know, Jonathan Taylor set a record. This guy set a record. You know, it's like, I'm just telling you, he's phenomenal. Not only running it, catching it out of the backfield. T. Higgins is a, is a one. Right, you saw him in the game, the Monday night game. <laughs> he made an impact on that game. It just wasn't enough of those kind of plays. That was a game where we ran the ball ten times, thirty-six yards. Thought Zach Taylor let the game get away from him a little bit. Had he given it to Samaj P. Ryan a little bit more, or Joe Mixon? The offensive line's playing better, guys. And and Joe Burrow. I'm just telling you, man. This guy's the truth. He, you know, look. Not saying that because I'm a Bengals fan. He could be playing on the other end of a left. If I saw him do what he does, I would say, who is that guy and where can we find more? When you look at this division going forward, you know, for the next five years, with Lamar, with obviously Deshaun Watson and Joe Burrow here in the north, we don't know about Kenny Pickett in, in Pittsburgh, obviously. Would you put it up there with with uh, with, one, with maybe the AFC West? Um, you know, uh, in terms of one of the best divisions with quarterbacks, we're better. Kenny Show your Pickett work. Is, is, <laughs> Pickett, Kenny, Kenny Pickett is going to be a good player. You know why? Because he already is, but he's being cultivated, kind of like seeds being planted in the right garden. Tell me who's cultivating it? It's Mike Tomlin. Okay, now I know it's going to grow to be. It's full flower, right? I mean, a guy walks across, uh, he's in familiar environment, comfortable. They, you know, when Mike Tomlin said he's good enough, we're good enough, it's a done deal. We're not turning our backs on it. So it's, support, it's a supportive environment for, for really good talent. That's why teams, that's why players flourish with the Steelers. They are a development team. They get it. They don't pull the plug and restart, replant, reset. No, we're going to live with it. Watch and see how it turns out. I, I think they're off to a good start. 
Deshaun Watson was once one of the top five quarterbacks in our league the last time he played prior to Sunday. I believe when it's polished, he'll be back. He'll be that again, and the Browns are going to be a team to be reckoned with. Joe Burrow is the next thing coming. Uh, I saw the game on Sunday. That's a reincarnation of Ali Frazier. That's a reincarnation of Brady Manning. Write it down. I'm not making it up. You don't have to believe it. It's okay because what me saying it is not what make it so. It's the talent that you watch and the mindset and how they play the game. The guy who has the ball last is going to beat you. So these teams are Lamar Jackson is must see TV, man. I like. I think we're we should just enjoy the ride. I don't get caught up in fandom. Well, he's not my guy, so I don't like him. He's on the other team. I don't. Like I love football. I love players. I love guys who like Dylan. That's what we have in the AFC North. So I'm I'm really excited about the future of the division. Solomon Chiefs Bengals played this last weekend. Uh, the the Bengals outlasting the Chiefs here. The other big team that uh, we saw involved in the uh, the late playoff push last year in the AFC was the Bills. If I asked you to pick one team. To, to have the most serious chance of winning it all. Chiefs, Bengals, Bills. Who would you take? First of all, I don't like the way you set it up, you had coded language in there. The Bengals <laughs> outlasted the Chiefs. They beat them, bro. They beat them. They outlasted them. Can you say that? Can you just say it? Because it's They beat them, so. I mean, they beat them. They took the ball from Kelsey, and they took it right down the field and scored, and then they stopped them again, and then they took it down the field again and could have scored. So, just say it, okay? Because if I was to speak with the same biased tone, then I would give you a certain analysis that would say the Browns have no shot. But because <laughs> I'm not that way, I would say the Browns, the Browns could, they could run the table. If the quarterback comes alive, they could conceivably, they are that good on defense, they have that good of a running game, that good of an offensive line. I pull for the Browns because I think they are a good team with good talent. I think they have good management. I think they've got a lot of great things in play. But if you ask me to choose between those three teams, you tell me where the game's going to be played, I'll tell you who's going to win. If that game's played in Buffalo, I'll tell you right now, the Bills are – I saw them go eight straight possessions and score touchdowns on all eight of them against the Patriots. All the perfect game. Uh, the Bengals have already proven they could beat any. In fact, they're going to play Buffalo week 16, the penultimate week of the season. And the Chiefs, there's a reason why they posted – four straight AFC championship games. So I do believe when you play a game at home, it gives you it gives you three points. It's going to give you some momentum. It's going to give you something. So tell me where those games are played. I'll tell you who's going to win. That's fair enough. Check out Solomon Wilcots on the opening drive on Sirius XM NFL Radio and the Believe in Bengals podcast as you guys get ready for the Browns-Bengals this weekend. And you will want to see what uh, – former Bengal Adam Pacman Jones had to say about Patrick Mahomes after this loss. Solomon, great stuff. We appreciate your time. All right, guys. Take care. Take care. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.